Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just Tips. I am very, very happy that you're here with us today. This is your host, James P. Friel, and we've got a great show planned for you guys. Um, I've got uh, I've got a confession to make. Uh, we have this other co-host that I'm sort of like obligated to uh, introduce. His name's Dean Holland. He's actually like, you know, it's sort of a, like my mom made me have him on the show. Actually, his mom made me have him. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just kidding. He's actually better known as the bearded wonder from the United Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, the one, the only Mr. Dean Holland. <laughs> well recovered, my friend. Well recovered. <laughs> I was about to leave and I'm like, okay, you pulled me straight back. <laughs> yeah. You were like the horse, your white horse started heading to the door. Yes. That's it. <laughs> How you doing? Game? <laughs> I don't even know where that came from, but I love it. <laughs> that could be our guest today, which is which makes me even happier. Uh, you guys have obviously heard Dean. You you know uh, Bill Gates, who founded Microsoft, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, very well known. Um, so that's not who we have on the show today. We have Bill Gates on the show today. It's very close, but not exactly the same. Yes, um, though uh, Bill has uh, founded multiple companies. Um, he actually helps companies uh, and entrepreneurs work to generate tons uh, tons of referral business, which I think is really awesome. I'm looking forward to getting into that. Bill Cates, welcome to the show, man. How's it going? Hey, thank you. Uh, where's my trumpet fanfare? I, I, was that you at the horse? Well, yeah. I, I mean, I tied him up right next to my desk here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to let you down, but the fanfare <laughs> is actually reserved for Dean. Oh, man. All right. All right. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. With a, Bill, with a name like Bill Cates, I think that's enough. I'm, I'm just a hired help. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, so welcome, man. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about what you do. I mean, your, your background, I think, is really cool. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show very, very selfishly is a lot of people talk about paid ad traffic and they, you know, kind of get all hot and bothered about it. And I, and I use paid ad traffic and I think it's great, but I know that most people leave a lot of money on the table by not actually getting referral business. And that's sort of your, your thing. And, uh, I'm really excited to get into that with you today. Thank you. It's, it's some people, uh, you know, they see it as kind of icing on the cake. You know, we do a good job. People will talk about us. Uh, we'll get referrals, word of mouth, all that good stuff. And that's true. Do a good job. People will talk about you. For most businesses, though, it's not enough. You know, we've got to be a little more purposeful. It's, it's for me, it, you know, for most businesses, think about how would someone prefer to meet you, right? Uh, the other stuff a lot of times works by default um, because they haven't been introduced to you by someone they already trust. So that's, that's kind of the perspective I come from. Awesome. So, uh, so I want to I want to dig into some of the specifics about that. And as you know, the show is called Just the Tips. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, not for nefarious reasons, like most people think. We actually want to. <laughs> um, oh, really? Oh, I'm in the wrong show then. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Exit stage left. <laughs> Exit fanfare now. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. We, do we have an outgoing fanfare? Where's our when I need a- is it? Um, do you just play the regular fanfare in reverse? Is that what you do? Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. <laughs> We're going to work on that. That's got to be Dean's exit, just so he like gallops off into the sunset. Um, so, uh, so before we get into the tips, I want to know how you got started as an entrepreneur yourself. Mm. Um, you know, was it something in your blood? Was it a turning point? Like how did it, how did this whole journey for you actually begin? Yeah, it's good. It, it it's a I, I ponder that myself sometimes because my parents were both you know lived through the depression and it was the old you don't quit one job till you have the next job lined up. You know, heaven forbid you go into business for yourself where there's you know no predictability. And I I don't know, so I don't know how I got it. But a uh, long time ago, God, real long time ago, I was reading a book, reading a, I'm sorry, a magazine article, and the title of the article was Dollars in Your Mailbox. And it was about selling information through the mail. This was before the internet, right? Before info marketers on the internet. This was the real original info marketers. And they talked about writing a book or, you know, somehow selling it. The example they gave was a guy who sold a gazillion copies of this book of how to get rid of gophers in your front yard. And I mean, he sounds like something Dean would have written. uh, Exactly. You know, uh, second volume of that. (laughs) <laughs> it's the second phone you have go to from Doug Gover's the moles, I guess. But, you know, and, and it fascinated me. And, and, and I go, well, what do I know about, you know? And well, I, I, I was working for American Airlines at the time. I was an airline employee. And I go, well, I know about airline careers. And so I wrote a book about that. And I started putting the ads in the back of magazines and, and selling at mail order. And I joined the direct marketing association. I learned everything I could about direct marketing which of course it's the same principles they're using now in internet marketing of headlines and, you know, and, and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, social proof, test testimonials, as I like to call them. Uh, and, and so uh, one thing led to another, another, and I ended up starting a, a, a book publishing company and I, I grew it. Uh, I sold it in eight, uh, 19, I was going to say 1899. Yeah, I am old, but not that old. <laughs> Uh, How exactly old is this guy? <laughs> right. Like he's not like uh, I think he printed his ads with the Gutenberg printing press, like the exactly. original one. Yes, I wrote. Yeah, yes, it was. We printed this little book called the Bible. It, it, it <laughs> you know, we're still waiting for it to sell a couple copies. Um, yeah, waiting for it to catch on. We'll get it there. Don't, don't lose heart. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, in a nutshell, I sold that business. Had another publishing company. I'd started with a with a partner. Uh, sold that to the partner, mostly get out of the debt. And then somebody said, you should be a professional speaker. You'd be good at it. And I go, great. What's that? You know, I didn't know anything about the world of speakers or writing. I never thought about writing a book, but I slowly got to know the world. And I liked, I liked the idea of learning and, and, and doing and teaching. And so that's what I get to do. I get to learn things. I get to try them myself in my own business and I get to teach them to other business owners. And it's a blast. I've been doing it for 25 years. That's awesome. So, uh, so why, why, like, why'd you go down this rabbit trail about referral business? Like, was there something in particular that caused you to do that? I was listening actually to some audio tapes. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember audio tapes, but, um, it's these little things you used to stick into the car dashboard and they play and break and tear up and yeah. So anyway, it was about, about referrals, how to get more referrals. And I was doing some sales training, sales speaking, and I was looking for a specialty, right? I was looking for a niche, or as, as Dean would say, a niche. And uh, you know, look, looking for because we know that 
and we can talk about that as we go. It's so important to, to be targeted these days. And um, so I, I said, you know, I like what this guy's saying, but I'd say it this way or I do it this way. And within about a month, I said, you know, that's what I'm going to write my book on. I'm going to go deep and wide into this whole idea of referrals and introductions and networking and strategic partners and all the relationship aspect of, of finding new, new business. Uh, and it was just as the internet was coming out. So I had to go to the library to access the internet to see what was there. And there wasn't much out there. So I really taught it for about a year, taught what I knew, and then picked up a lot of things as I was teaching it and writing it. And then the book came out and the rest is history, so to speak. So what's, uh, so what's been one of the biggest um, success stories that you can attribute to your, towards this way of generating leads? In business, like right, you call them testimonials, but I'm sure you've got your own testimonials. Right. Like, where's where's your like, man? That's just an awesome story. Well, I'll tell you. First of all, I'll tell you tell you one back in the book publishing business because I'm I'm pretty proud of it and it was pretty cool. And and so I was I was when I first got started selling books, I was practically going door to door and and you know trying to get stores to carry my books. And I remember calling on a store and the guy said, No, no, we don't. You know essentially said, we're not interested. I won't go into details. He says, but you know, you should talk to Jerry down the street. You know, he he covered, carries this type of stuff. He'd, he'd love it. So I knock on the door, talk to Jerry. And I said, you know, Bob up the road said, I should talk to you. And he says, all right, what you got? And, and I sold him some books. And one of them was a cookbook, uh, a little book uh, cleverly titled Hooked on Seafood. And so you know, so I got to refer it into that guy. And then, you know, I don't know, six months later, I get a call from an executive with a canned tuna manufacturing company. And he had been in the store and he got an idea. And he says, Mr. Case, I'd like to, you know, talk to you about purchasing a large quantity of this book, Tukton Seafood. We want to give it away in grocery stores as a premium to sell us, help us sell more canned tuna and canned salmon. And so we negotiated and finally Bumblebee Tuna uh, ordered 400,000 copies of that book <laughs> uh, that Bob referred me to Jerry to, to sell. And, and, and the sale changed my life. First of all, as a sales rep, I got a great commission. Second of all, I was a company owner. I got all the rest and uh, used that, you know, that business, uh, that money to build the business and sell it. So that was a pretty early lesson in the power of just getting introduced or recommended to someone else. And you know, that's so I built my business based on that whole power of borrowed trust. I feel like that story uh, requires a special exception to our rule. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Cates. Oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Oh, no, that one was worthy. We, we, <laughs> Selling 400,000 books to help sell extra cans of tuna in the grocery store. <laughs> I haven't heard that before. Yeah, you know, you can laugh at it, but uh, I laughed all the way to the to the bank on that one. That was a good <laughs> yeah, one. <I> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So was that was that sort of a pivotal moment or was that just the seed that got planted for you before you really got into helping people and helping yourself with more? No, it, it really was a seed and it's something I had used and, 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 uh, and used more of as I started to sell more books, I would start to explore more who they knew and who I could get introduced to. And again, before the, the internet back then. And so I couldn't look on someone's LinkedIn profile. I, there wasn't anywhere to go to discover this stuff. You, you had to just ask, you had to be curious, which is something I still teach, you know, just be curious about people. That's what you guys do. You, you're curious for a living, so to speak. Right. And, 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 and you learn stuff and you learn about people and then you get introduced to those people. Yeah. So, so then when that, when, 
But it was in the back of my mind that I was using it to build my business, but I never thought about focusing on it until I heard someone else focus on it. And you hear a good idea, you, you borrow it, you know, and you make it better. So, all right. So let's, let's get into some meat and potatoes here because you must have a formula or at least a framework or a process that you use and you teach other people on how to generate more referral business. Yes. Um, Dean, do you think we're ready for the tips? I think, I think, I think now we've warmed up with a quick 400,000 book sales. Uh, I think, I think we're good to go now. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So, all right. So what, well, like where, where do you begin with that? Cause I think when I hear that mo- most of the time, I think people would say, all right, well, you know, I've just got to, you know, sort of ask people, Hey, is there anybody else that, uh, you think might like what I do? And maybe that's, it. maybe that's where it starts, but, uh, but I'm sure you've, Kind of fine tune that. Yeah, I, I, I have. After twenty five years, I, I, I have, uh, uh, and a lot of you know, just two points where people get confused sometimes. People sometimes think of referrals just as as networking, you know, going to networking events, and that's certainly an element. It's an ingredient, but it's it's not everything. It's just a piece of it. Uh, and then other people sometimes confuse it with a reference. You know, using someone as a reference related. I call it a cousin of referrals. Uh, and these days, we're really talking more about introductions. So I'll give you three words, and we can really build this conversation on these three words if you want. Uh, the first one is, is engagement. And what I mean by that is we've got to be referable first, right? I can't ask you guys for an introduction to some other podcast or whatever else until, until, you know, until you know who I am and what value I bring. And sometimes people ask mm. too quickly. Uh, I get a lot of folks new in the business and they're looking for my overflow work, you know, like I have it. Um, they're, they're looking for me to introduce them to other people. I don't even know who they are yet. Um, right. So mm-hmm. engagement, you know, referability and then asking, being proactive. Uh, we can talk about that. And, and then turning that, that someone's willingness to introduce us into an actual introduction, actual connection. Um, you know, the old, hey, call George, use my name. Well, yeah, I guess it's better than nothing, but George doesn't pick up his phone anymore, right? And I'm not in his mobile phone, so uh, he doesn't know who, what the number is. And he's not going to pick up, and he's wondering why is his friend giving you know, his name out to me. So we're focusing a lot these days on the introduction, the connection uh, part of it. So, so what happens, I mean, what happens after that? Is there a way that it gets positioned? Is there a way that you know, like I think one of the things that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you're you're sort of known for mm-hmm. is helping people get referrals without even having to actually ask yes. for them, right? So how does that work? Yeah, well, that's that's about a couple of things. First of all, it's being super referable, meaning people understand your value, and it really boils down to this. Uh, I use the word engagement because we did some research that discovered that uh, satisfied clients. They're loyal, but they don't give referrals much. There was a, uh, only 20% of these satisfied clients gave referrals in the preceding 12 months. So there's actually a low correlation between client or customer satisfaction and loyalty and giving referrals. And we identified this next level called engaged clients, engaged customers. And those are people, it's simple, but those are people who, who they like your value, whatever it is. They like what you teach. They like what you, the questions you ask. They like your responsive service, whatever it is. And, and they like you. They're connected with you to some degree. Uh, and even with companies, can people can be loyal to companies because companies take on a personality. So it's, it's more that human connection. And so you got to establish that, first of all. 
And then there are ways to promote without asking. So referrals without asking, be super referable, build the trust, build the likability. And then you can, you can say things. So here's something I learned from a guy years ago. I didn't make this up, but I've been popularizing. I have a book by the title, and that is Don't Keep Me a Secret. Right? Somebody says, hey, you did great work for us. Great. Please don't keep us a secret out there. Right? And mm-hmm. that's how I learned about you guys because one of your previous guests, you know, weren't keeping you a secret. Uh, that's one. Never too busy to be a resource for other people you think, you know, care about. Uh, teaching people how you would handle it. You know, James, you know, I just, it's just struck me that it's James Dean, right? That, I mean, (laughs) I'm sure I'm not the first one who who had that aha in the middle of your show, but, uh, (laughs) you know, (laughs) James and Dean, you know, uh, a lot of my clients like to introduce me to other folks. And, and if you ever identify someone you think should know about the work I do, you know, here's how I'd like to handle it. Here's what I found works the best. And so I talk about, you know, making the introduction and making it feel comfortable for everybody and, so a lot of it is just teaching people who you serve the best, how to connect you. And you can do this without even asking. I was, in fact, I was, I was interviewing a guy earlier today uh, preparing for a speech, and he says he likes to ask free referrals without asking. And, what, and he's doing exactly what I teach. He makes sure that people trust him, and he makes sure people know who he serves and the work he does, and then he gets referrals without asking. So how, how important do you think it is to, um, you know, cause you're talking about being referable, right? And, uh, and as an aside, I, for whoever referred you here, I apologize. For <laughs> uh, you want to know, or should I keep it, keep, keep it under wrap? <laughs> keep, keep it All under right. wraps right. for right now. I think it's, I think it's better for them to remain anonymous. Uh, um, and, and, you know, cause like it, Dean is hit or miss and I just don't ever know what he's, he's going to yeah. say. And actually, I think James I'm waiting for an insightful question. <laughs> Sorry, Dean Chewbacca. Oh, Chewbacca. Talking. You will never get over the fact you actually referred me here. Yeah. There, well, listen, we all have to live with the sins of our past, <laughs> uh, myself included. Um, so, <laughs> so, so one of the questions is, so you're talking about being referable. How important is it that you're, you're different or unique or distinct in the marketplace? And like, you're known as you know, uh, the systems guy or this or that or anything else? Like how important is that in this whole referability equation? Well, I think sometimes it's actually overrated. Um, let, me, let me explain. You know, being different for different sake isn't worth a hill of beans until you tie it to a benefit. So if you're going to talk about what makes you different, you better tie it to a benefit that's relevant to whoever you're talking to. Mm. And, and that's the key. So, um, if, if I'll give you an example, I was working with a bank and one of the, one of the uh, unique selling propositions or points that they like to talk about, they've been in business for 128 years. And so they think that makes them different. And I go, cause they call it a unique selling point, right? I go, well, so what, you know, I mean, there's, you know, to a millennial that could mean stodgy and out of date and, and or to, you know, or uh, to someone older could mean, you know, cemented and, you know, secure and not going to go anywhere. And, you know, what does it mean? So whenever we talk about what makes us different, we got to we got to tell a story. We got to give an example. We've got to say, so what that means to you. So in the referral process, yeah, it could it can help. So if if I say, yeah, you should talk to X, Y, Z company, you know, they're really different. They're not going to hound you about this. They're just, they're going to find out and they're going to do this and they're, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
So yeah, uh, it can be very powerful. In, in fact, when you're getting introduced, you need to talk to your introducer, whoever is introducing you to someone else, uh, how to introduce you and how to talk about you. Mm. And it could be what makes you different. Doesn't necessarily have to be that. Uh, it, you know, it, what, but what's your value and how to explain that to others. And, and I, I've learned that you want to try to control that as best you can. You want to talk to your referral source. You want to say, you know, what do you think you need to say to George to get him to take my call? Or how do you think he'll react to this? Or, you know, here's what, here's the kind of work I do in his or her industry and, and, and manage that because if you don't, then they're going to end up saying the wrong thing and the prospect's not going to be interested and it goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. So you do want to manage that. So that's a long answer to your question. Sorry, but no, it's a it's a good answer. Um, <laughs> it's more talking than Dean's doing right now. It's true. Um, Come on, Dean. I'm waiting for some insightful question from you. It's just yeah, like you're, you're you and me both. We're going to keep waiting. <laughs> I usually reserve it for one gold question. I'm good. <laughs> right. He he's very stingy with his right. questions. All right. Um. So so. So, Bill, I know that you've, uh, you know, you've you've got a lot of uh, well-known people who have recommended you publicly, like Brian Tracy, um, you know, very well-known motivational uh, speaker and, you know, a coach and all that sort of thing. Ivan Meisner, founder of uh, BNI for, you know, Business Networking International. How, how much has your philosophy created those opportunities for those people to, like, publicly refer you? Because that kind of takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah, uh it's really what I like to call reputation marketing. It's creating a reputation um, in an area. It could be uh, uh, an area of knowledge or skill in this case. It could also be a reputation within a target industry, a vertical market. But when you're at it long enough and you do good work and then you look to get introduced to those people or hang out where those people hang out, you know, Russell Brunson and uh, – calls it uh, you know, the congregation. What, what is their congregation? And he's not necessarily meaning church. He's meaning where do they congregate? And where do they congregate online? Where do they congregate in person? And, you know, that's how I met Brian was at the National Speakers Association, where a lot of other well-known people congregate. Zig Ziglar was a member and, and uh, you know, Les Brown and, and a lot of folks. So you, you go where these people are. You, you create good value. Um, I was doing an audio magazine for the National Speakers Association and Brian came up to me just to, you know, thank me for the good work I was doing. And so that's how we hit it off. And, you know, we've had dinner a few times and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, you know, you, 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 you'll get introduced to them by people who know them and or you do good work in their presence. You hang out in their congregation and they and they get to know you. Mm. Dean, I feel like this almost has like uh, some similarities with like uh, the whole Chet Holmes and the stuff that Russell's popularized, like the Dream right. 100 philosophy in a certain way. Yeah, to be honest, I, I was in, in a way, if you think about it, say like, you well, you'll know, James, like a lot of my business is um, like affiliate marketing where people are referring customers our way, essentially, if you want to look at it in that way. So slightly, I guess, different to what we're talking about here with you, Bill, but in a way, like a lot of my custom comes from referral, which ties back to like the the Dream 100 stuff you're talking about there, James. So yeah, there's a lot of crossover with it. Yeah, affiliate marketing is the same thing. I mean, you wouldn't uh, affiliate with someone where you didn't respect their work, like their work, you know, yeah, their yeah. reputation with their clients, etc. Mm. It's the same thing. It's the same principle. Uh, 
you got to be referable. In this case, you yeah. got to be a what affiliateable. I don't know if that's a word, but uh, <laughs> it is now. You got to be introducible. <laughs> Someone. Yeah. Wants. Yeah. 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 Definitely. So that actually leads me to uh, another train of thought. So I think you know, talking about how you originally printed the Bible and like all those things, I think people could arguably uh, mistake that this is only for like offline methods, right, or very old school. But how how does this how does this work? You know, in in 2018, where you know you have Facebook and you have all these other means of introduction. I mean, is it the same basic principles, but they're they're online. Is there different ways that you can take advantage of the technology that we have today to accelerate this or enhance it? Uh, yes, there are, there are there are a lot of similarities, and 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 the principles all stay the same. Uh, so first of all, again, you got to be referable. Now, Facebook is mostly a word of mouth machine, right? When people find something they like or don't like, they'll talk about it on Facebook, Instagram, similar, Twitter, similar. Uh, LinkedIn's more of a, a, uh, can be quite a bit of an introductions machine where people actually are introducing or using it to, to get introductions. Um, what the technology has done a lot lately is this, it's just changed the way we get introduced. Um, it changes how people talk about us, but we still have to be, you know, remarkable, worthy of remark, right? We have to do something that is, is worthy of that. So that, that's pretty much the same. Um, now, when it comes to creating good, solid introductions with most businesses, however, it's still a people game. It's still uh, so. For instance, if you identify, if I identify someone, you know, that Dean knows, and, and I want to get introduced to him or her, you know, I could send Dean, a, uh, you know, a message in, in LinkedIn and say, "How do you feel about introducing me to Laura?" And you know, he might do it, might not. But if we talk on the phone, if we take it off of LinkedIn. And we actually create a little more of a connection, be it voice to voice, if not face to face, then the odds are we're going to get a better introduction, more likely he's going to say yes, all of that. So that what we don't want to do, what so many people do in so many businesses is hide behind the technology, right? It used They used to hide behind the mail. They just send out a bunch of direct mail to people without picking up the phone and calling people or going out and seeing people. And you see the same thing. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not poo-pooing, you know, funnels and internet marketing principles and all that. I use it too. Uh, it's just that there's sometimes for some businesses comes a point where you've got to do the phone call. You got to do the face-to-face. You can't just make it all digital. Do you think some people have gotten like just afraid of actually having that contact yeah, with each absolutely. other? Absolutely. Uh, no question about it. Uh, it's easy to do, but it's easier not to. And, uh, especially when you get folks that, that, you know, maybe not as outgoing, um, you know, I, I, I'm actually kind of an introvert, uh, you know, put me in a networking group where I don't know anybody and I'm in the corner. I, I hate it. Um, and so I understand that it takes a certain, uh, you know, energy to get out there and put yourself out there and, and possibly be rejected, et cetera, et cetera. But that, sometimes that's what, t- what it takes. Otherwise it's not going to go anywhere. Um, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to borrow the influence of guys like Brian Tracy and, 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 uh, and others, you know, Ivan Meisner, et cetera, you know, purely digital. That's not going to happen. Right. There's a human connection. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks thought that with all the digital connection meetings would go away. And, and whilst, you know, a lot of meetings are online now, people who connect digitally, can't wait for the opportunity to get together and actually meet in person. 
So that part will never mm-hmm. go away. People crave that connection. Except in the case, except in the case of exactly. Dean and I, I'm very, very happy we're separated <laughs> totally by the Totally understand Russian. and sympathetic to that. Well, I feel digital is even a step too far between James and I. I think if we just cut everything, we'd be much better off. Well, there's a term. It's called tradigital. And it's a blend of tradition and digital, analog and digital. And and I think for, you know, it depends on the business, obviously. We can't make sweeping generalizations, but uh, we can, but it's not appropriate. So I think a lot of companies need to think about what is the blend, right? When, when Where does the digital help us? And where is it not helping us? And where are we hiding behind it? Where are we trying to send out a bunch of email blasts when we really should be talking on the phone uh, or some combination thereof? And, and look at the, you know, look at funnels, right? So you have a funnel where there's a lead magnet and it could be a, you know, a free report, let's say, or it could be a tripwire that's a book or something inexpensive, gets them into your world. But once you get up to a higher level of something you're trying to sell, what do people do? Well, they do a webinar, Right voice to voice, sometimes a face connection there. Why? Because that's what's needed to sell something at a higher ticket. For my own business, mm-hmm. we have some things we sell at 3,000, 5,000, 50,000, 100,000. We've got some products. You know, I'm not going to sell that digitally. I got to get right. on the phone, if not meet with somebody. So it's it's a blend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, so so uh, before, before uh, we wrap this thing up, you've got to no, listen, I got I got something else that oh, I good. really want you to share. Ooh, you better make this good now, James. Um, <laughs> Dean, it's going to be 10 times better than any contribution you yes, make to the show. Yes, I will, I will so co-host. I will replace Dean. I will do it. <laughs> you don't have to ask any further. Yeah, the new, the new Jesse Tips, James Frill and Bill I'll give you four weeks, um, Bill. You'll be paying me to take this seat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I guess a fanfare just doesn't cut it after a while. <laughs> no, it just loses its luster. Just like uh, me starting this podcast with Dean, I thought it was going to be a good time. Um, so uh, the perpetual yes, revenue system. I love that term. Uh, that is like very sexy. Can you talk about that for a minute? You can love the term. I actually love the way it works. Um, <laughs> all right. Even better. Well, I mean, it's kind of what I said. And so, all right. So take it this way. Engagement. We create engaged relationships with clients, with customers. They like our value. They trust us. They like us. Done. We're referable. Leverage. We leverage that. How do we do that? We do that by promoting referrals, introductions, asking for them, trying to get connected. All right, great. Once we find someone willing to do this, we get connected. We got to create an introduction. Could be an email introduction. Could be on the golf course. Could be through LinkedIn, whatever it is. Uh, We get connected with that person. When we get connected with that person, if we use the principles of engagement with that new prospect, guess what? It just keeps turning. And in fact, I use a PowerPoint with a wheel that just keeps going. Because if you follow those three words and principles, you will create a perpetual flow of, of, the, of prospects of clients coming into your business. Um, now, over time, you may want to uh, kind of up the level of that, right? Higher quality. And that's where educating people in this process comes into play with teaching them who you serve the best, who you're trying to serve. And so you get introduced to the right people and, and it creates ex- exponential growth. And I talk about exponential growth. First of all, I, I can't think of any other marketing strategy other than referrals and introductions that will allow you to increase your revenue while actually decreasing your marketing expenses at the same time, mm-hmm. or at least not increasing mm-hmm. them. And so 
serving the heck out of your clients or customers, creating great value as important as will usually create incremental growth. But if you want to create exponential growth, you got to leverage that, right? You got to ask for the connections. You got to make the connections. You got to use the affiliates, et cetera, et cetera. That's how you scale your business and create exponential growth is, is by being proactive. So that, in a nutshell, that's the perpetual revenue system. Nice. I love that. I love decreasing your acquisition costs as you grow. That's that pretty incredible. Awesome. Yeah. Dean, I want to hear from you. What What's your golden question for this episode? I feel like we can't wrap this up until we have one. Um, well, I, I, I was more going to be, I was actually saving something that actually came up already. I was going to talk about the the connection between this and like the affiliate marketing side, but you, you kind of raised that already and took it from me. Oh, oh here we go. Casting blame. <laughs> I see. Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe had you said something sooner, well, it wouldn't yeah, have stolen your thunder. True. So, so James, do yeah. you want to, do you want to like re-record this and just start over and, and, and try to pull Dean in more a little bit? Yeah. Well, I think what question. actually might be better. What, what's that, Dean? one question a little better, I feel. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. We'll set the stage. We'll do a slow drum roll before he asks his question. I think I think what actually might be appropriate, Bill, is I'll just have my assistant contact uh, contact you and we'll just do a new recording off to the side. Um, and, uh, you know, Dean can listen to it on iTunes. There you go. I love it. <laughs> no. Um, and and uh, no, I, I joke, but I think the... Um, I think this is what you've been teaching people to do with all your affiliate stuff, Dean, but it's been, it has been very much. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was going to say. Like the connection between this and what I do, only I've never looked at it in that way, if I'm honest, just because I I suppose I've done it for that long. I I just view it in my own little bubble, I suppose, in a way. But yeah, everything, everything that you've, you've brought up here and everything that you've shared directly ties into what we do. And I suppose, uh, and in selfish reasons, I can definitely improve what we do with with the stuff that you've said, Bill. So thank you. Well, you know, and, 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 and if I could add on to that a little bit. So first of all, how do you learn about other people that can possibly be affiliates? Well, you talk to your current affiliates, right? Right. Or, or they talk about who else they're working with and they say, oh, you should you should talk to so-and-so. He's got a great list or she's got a great list, right? Right. You know, that's it. That's referrals. That's introduction. Oh, would you connect me with them? You know, so I don't have to just come from out of the blue. Oh, yeah, I can make an introduction. So all of that works. But then also, um, you know, even online, um, you should have referral programs and introduction programs digitally. So when we have, let's say, a lead magnet, you know, a report or a checklist or something, and people are, are go to the download page, you know, we've got a button where they can share that with other people. Right. right. We're encouraging the word of mouth, the referrals. Yeah. So uh, that should always be a part of anybody's digital marketing. Mm. It doesn't cost you anything and it can create some nice business. Yeah. Because what I've, I tell you what I've found uh, over the years is like if you have something amazing, like some people will share it just because it was amazing. But right. I've, I've always often found, I don't mean this disrespectfully to people, but most people, I don't know if lazy is the right word, but a lot of people just won't bother. It's not that they didn't think it was great. They just won't bother. And so one of the things that I've always looked to do is make that thing as easy as possible to share or make the referral as easy as possible where it doesn't require much of their effort. And we've seen a lot more people actually act upon that if we make it easy for them. That's right. That's the the click here and it's a pre-populated email, right, that they send. All of that. It's... 
and it's and that's the same principle of, of marketing in general, right? You've got to you can't assume that people will know what to do next. That's the call to action, right? Sure. You've got to tell them what to do. And it's the same thing with spreading the word, you know, not keeping this great product, great service, a secret out there. And here's how to do it. You can never assume you got to ask for what you want. Yep. I love that. I think what, like one of my big takeaways from this conversation is just that, that short phrase, don't keep us a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, it's so easy to say, it's like, Hey, just don't keep us a secret, right? Who else? And it opens that doorway to that conversation and it just like a really non-threatening yeah. way. Um, I love that. If, if I could add, if I could say that the one word that I'd like people to walk away with from this, it would be leverage. It's how do we leverage this time, this energy, these dollars, whatever to do more than what we originally set it up to do. Mm. It's the same thing with a, with a, with a client or customer relationship. How do we leverage that relationship in the spirit of service to others, right? We've worked really hard to acquire this client or customer. How do we leverage that to, to meet more people, to serve more people? Same thing in a digital world. It's the same thing. How, how do we leverage this product? How do we repurpose this product? It's all about leverage. That's how you scale a business. That's how you, you, know, you, know, you turn one into, into four and four into nine, et cetera, et cetera. I know the math is off, but you get the idea. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's good. That, that, fortunately, nobody's like a math wizard listening to this show. Exactly. Um, we're, we're good with that. So <laughs> nope. um, listen, Bill, so, uh, so if people want to you know, read some of your material, contact mm-hmm. you, uh, you know, figure out how to really implement this, these strategies in their business, what's the best way for them to, uh, to find you? Sure. Well, we've created a, you know, a, a report, kind of a condensation of some of these principles. Uh, and it's all about multiplying your best clients, multiplying your best customers. So if you go to multiplyyourbestclients.com, multiplyyourbestclients.com, you can get that thing. It's free. Uh, and, and then, you know, if you Google Bill Cates, not Bill Gates, right? We've had that joke already. If you, <laughs> if you Google Bill Cates, I, I pretty much dominate that at this point. So you'll find me. Reach out to me. Love to chat with you. You know, uh, we can make fun of James and Dean together and, and have a good time. <laughs> and if you do make fun of us together, I hope you record it so that we can post that to a future right. episode. Oh yeah, yeah. And we're going to make it. We're going to put set up an affiliate link. You'll get a royalty <laughs> from it. All of that. It's all good. I don't know about you, Dean. That yeah, sounds like it works like to it. me. Go have that cold, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't 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 keep us a secret. Make fun of us as much as you want. Um, so uh, so, Bill, thanks uh, thanks so much for being yeah, on the show. You. You um, it's been great uh, great having you. I think you know you're uh, you know maybe you don't predate the Bible, but you've got a wealth of experience <laughs> and uh, really cool uh, talking with you about all that today. Um, and mo- most of all, thank you for you know putting up with Dean and you know. I'm sorry. Like I just, it's, it's, just needed to say that. My, my pressure. I mean, pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Dean, any parting shots before we no, wrap this I up? I think other than thank you, Bill, it's been a awesome, as you can see, I, I like to not contribute to the show. So I appreciate that you did so much. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> Sometimes that's the best contribution one exactly. can make. <laughs> maybe Bill, uh, maybe your back's a little bit tired from carrying Dean's dead weight <laughs> on this episode. Hopefully you can go get a massage. Um, Ooh, in good. the meantime, uh, thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in today. We appreciate you guys. Uh, make sure you tell your friends about us, subscribe, and we will talk to you on the next episode later, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to just the tips where we believe business should be profitable and fun. 
For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.